Welcome everybody to the podcast. This is Pastor Lisa McIntosh, also known as Lady Z, and it is a pleasure to be here with you on this day. And we're going to have an exciting time uh, today. I'm going to be um, talking to you a little bit about uh, prayer and praise, and it's going to—I'm going to talk to you a little bit through my uh, book that I wrote called *The War in My Mind to the Place of Deliverance*. And it's available on Amazon.com exclusively. It's called The War in My Mind by to the Place of Deliverance by Lisa McIntosh. That's L-I-S-A McIntosh, M-C-I-N-T-O-S-H. And that is on Amazon exclusively. But before we go into that, let's go before a word of prayer and inviting God into our conversation on today. And and I know that you're going to be blessed by it because I have been tremendously blessed by it and have grown, grown, grown immensely in God since writing the book and also since um, experiencing the book. Amen. Let us go in the word of prayer. Amen. Heavenly Father, we praise you and we just thank you right now, Father God, that, Lord, that you would touch the hearts, the minds of your people, Father God. Those who know you, Father and God, those who don't know you, Father God, as Lord and Savior. For, Father God, you said in your word, the earth is the Lord's in the fullness thereof, and all them that dwell therein. Lord, so we all belong to you. We are cut from the cloth of Christ. Because, Father God, you are the one who have created us in your image and likeness. So, Father God, if there is one that maybe they don't know you, maybe they haven't experienced you, I pray, Father God, by the end of this uh, podcast, they would come to know you. Father God, thank you for being such an awesome God, a God that is a healer, a God that is a ruler, a God who is King of kings and the Lord of lords. We thank you for your son, Jesus. Father, now propel us, Father God, into destiny, to that place, Father God, where you would have us to be. Let our joy be full today, God, for the joy of the Lord is our strength. That's where we get our strength from, Father God. We walk by faith and not by sight. And Lord, we're just going to thank you and praise you for the blessings, those that are now and those are to come. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, amen, and bless God. Amen. Praise God. It's a pleasure for me to be here uh, just to talk about the book a little bit and some of the content in the book. And I'm going to be going from chapter 3 today. And once again, if you haven't gotten the book, that's okay. You can get it on KDP or you can actually get it by paperback. Um, It's called The War in My Mind to the Place of Deliverance by Lisa McIntosh. And I'll, I'll tell you something, a little backdrop of the book. There was a prophet that prophesied over my life several years ago and told me that he saw God um, have me writing books. And at that particular time, I thought, okay, I just took it from like, okay, that's a prophecy. I didn't really write it down or really take it to heart, but God had already put it in my heart to write this book, knowing that, you know, I would experience uh, many challenges and Uh, some highs, some lows, some ups and downs, but through it all, what I got from all of the experiences is that God's continued love for me 
and his, his steadfast love for me and the covenant, him being a covenant keeper. Because when God has placed a dream or a vision in your heart, that thing takes so root down in your spirit because it's really actually a part of who you are. Amen. So maybe you haven't came into the uh, full fruition of it, but the book of Habakkuk says, uh, wait for it, though it tarry, it shall not lie, meaning that it's going to come to pass. Just like this book, it came to pass. Uh, and, and listen, the thing about with God's timing is it's God's timing. But and he knows exactly when it's supposed to come into fruition, manifest. Rather, it's your, um, rather it's your book, or rather it's your um, uh, contract, or rather it's something with entertainment, or rather it's something a dream. God has placed you in it. What I would say about that is to continue to pursue. Don't allow distractions of people, of situations and circumstances to stop you from pursuing God. And, and let that be a part of your daily mantra that God, I'm pursuing you. I'm pursuing you. I'm not pursuing things. I'm not pursuing stuff because the Bible tells us, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall uh, be added unto us. A lot of times we want to bypass the process Amen. We want to bypass the process and get to the promise. But oftentimes, if this is the way that God gave it to me, if we bypass the process, the good things, the bad things, and when I say good things, bad things, it's not necessarily that it's bad. The thing is that God is taking the bad things from us to replace us with good because he knows that those bad things or those things that are dangerous to us or those things that will hinder us or those things that are even sinful matters, God knows how um, those things will endanger us later on in our careers or, you know, or try to um, uh, downplay. When I say downplay the anointing, it would downplay the anointing because if there's things that are in you and say, for instance, if God has in you to be a great successful businesswoman or businessman, God knows the things that are in you that, uh, need to come out of you that you can be successful in what he called you to do because God wants us to be uh, successful witnesses for him. Amen. He wants to be successful witnesses, successful artists, uh, successful mothers, successful fathers, you know, uh, entrepreneurs or whatever it is that God intended and called you to do and to be. So through the process, I would say to you to be yielding to the process. Don't put up restraints. Don't put up backlash. Don't wonder why. Because God, I heard uh, a pastor say this last night, the thing that God has for you, no, nobody else can do it but you. And I had even been told that too, that if you don't fulfill the calling on your life, God will raise up somebody else to do what he's called you to do. And that's not true. Because what he has called you to do, called you to be, he called you to do and to be that. Amen. Now, there may be other people that he will raise up to do something similar to what you did or uh, was or are called to do. But what you're called to do, you're called to do it. And I would say through the process is to 
be at peace with the process. I know uh, from my own personal experience, um, you want to go, David said, yea, though I go through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil for God is with me. Um, a lot of times when we're going through the, uh, the purging or the shrewning and the uh, deliverance state, those are times that are not super, un- that are super comfortable for us. But listen, the Bible also says that when we come through, we'll be as pure gold. Okay. What does that mean? What does that look like? That means that we come out looking and doing like Christ. We come out smiling. We come out with joy. We come out with peace. We come out with determination and we come out with power. Tell yourself, I'm coming out with power. I'm coming out with power. So em- embrace it and ask God to give you the strength as you go through. Amen. And, and, you know, this is the funny part is that, uh, and this is the, the scripture. I mean, this is the chapter we're going to talk about through prayer and praise. We can talk to God. And I didn't really realize for my own personal life how important praise was. I have, I had seen people praise through some very difficult times in their life. And I knew their circumstances, but they were praise until they got a breakthrough. Why? It's because, watch this, when you praise God, when you praise God, you're praising God, you're praising the Almighty God, you're praising Him. You're praising Him for what He's going to do. You're praising Him for what He's already done. You're praising Him and saying, God, I thank you for patience. God, I thank you. I will not let you go. Uh, you have to be like Jacob. I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. I've been in the times where um, where the enemy has tried to afflict me, and I had to just get down in that place and say, hey, Lord, you, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me until I feel, until I know that that thing, that very thing that is trying to hinder me from loving God, loving people, walking out in God until I know that it is gone, until I know it's gone. And amen. And and, and one of the things that um, I challenge you to know is that we, you know, we quote the scriptures, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. We, we, we talk about that and, uh, we just say it, but do you really understand that the greater one, the anointed one, the most powerful being, because he is a being, he's a spirit, the most powerful spirit in the world is inside of you. And until you know that, then you will, if you don't know that, let me say that you will be defeated or can be defeated in a lot of areas in your life. We have to pinpoint the things that are in our lives that is separating us from God. Pinpoint the areas in our lives that is keeping us from joy, that is keeping us from peace. Pinpoint the things that are are sinful, even sinful, sinful matters of the heart. Pinpoint those things and ask God, listen, I truly understand when David said, Create in me a clean heart, Lord. Renew in me the right spirit that I might not sin against thee. When we have gone through so many things, highs, lows, valleys, and different things like that, it's important that 
um, we ask God for, give us this day our daily bread, and that we ask him to create in us a clean heart, that we don't have rigidness in our lives, that we will pant after him, as Psalm 42, David said, I pant after him as a deer for the water. My soul pants after thee. We want that. I want that. You want that. We want to pant after him. We want to go after him. And and we ask God for that peace that surpasses all understanding. Peace that surpasses all understanding. Of course, now listen, we are not exempt as believers that um, we're not exempt from uh, the opposition. But let's not today make that opposition so more important than who God is in us. Because God is powerful on the inside of us. Recognize that that greater one is in you. That power to overcome is in you. Say, well, it may take you a little time to understand it and to know it. And that's okay. It may take that time to know it. But this, this, this is what I'll say. Is that the more that you get into the word. I mean, the Bible says meditate. Watch this. On the scripture, both day and night, that you'll be like a tree planted, planted by the rivers. When you think of a tree planted by the rivers of water, that means it's by there to get nourishment. You cannot, listen, as a believer, there's no way that you can get nourished and stay fruitful, bearing the fruit of Christ, if you're not reading the word. Am I beating you up? No, I'm not. I'm just saying there has to be some time that you set aside some time uh, in, your, in your busy life to spend time with God, spend time with yourself, learn about yourself, and let God show you the things that needs to be changed in your life. Because he, he's all about, Jesus was all about making people's lives better. Okay, not worse. Educate yourself on who he really is in your life. Not based upon what somebody else had taught you or uh, when you were drugged to church. When I say drugged to church, not drug, actually drug, dragged to church. I say dragged to church. That That's a different type of um, relationship. That's one saying that, okay, I know my mom did it, my dad did it, my aunts did it. And so they want me to do it. But when you really come into the knowledge of who he is in your life and what he's, he's calling you to do, then he, he has equipped you and qualified you. Just think about this like this. What he has called you to do, he has assigned that to you in the, since you came into the world. When you were in, Jeremiah says, while you were in your mother's womb, he foreknew you. So when you were in your mother's womb, in that place of incubation, okay, I'll call it that. In that place of incubation, God already, he already, he already knew that. Amen. God already knew that, right? But watch this. This is the thing. Okay. This is the thing. When he called, watch this. When he calls you out, he said, my sheep know my voice and a stranger they won't follow. This, look how amazing God is. 
When he calls you, you can be in a crowded room. When he called me, I was in a crowded room. I mean, with music going on. Music, loud music going in the middle of a revival. It was a, at Texas A&M and they were having, no, it was at our church, but Texas A&M was there uh, hosting it for young people. I audibly heard him call me out. I audibly heard him. Now think about this, how wonderful that is. When you really think about it, how when he calls you out, he calls you out of darkness. He calls you out of a dark place. He calls you out of stress. He calls you out of uh, um, drugs and pornography and uh, all types of sin. He calls you out from your past. He calls you back out from, he calls you out from religion. He calls you out to fellowship with him, not just fellowship with him, but be a part of him. Amen. A part of him. And that being a part of him, amen, it comes with benefits. It comes with privilege. It comes with different types of honor. Amen. It, it Because he is he's God, he's the creator, and he's bigger than Satan. We can't make Satan bigger than God because God is the one who created Satan. I'll say that again. We cannot make Satan bigger than God because God is the one who created Satan. Amen. So when you're in, uh, I guess, uh, so I guess we didn't get to the, the book today. This this was part of it. I got to the title of it, but let's got, let God have his own way. Um, so when he is, uh, I'll take this little excerpt out of the book. It says here, our way of communicating with God is by prayer. Okay. Whatever you do as a believer, do not get away from prayer. Don't ever get away from prayer. And sometimes, and listen, the Bible said, how can two walk together except they agree? And never be in a place of isolation. I talked about isolation versus uh, seclusion. Okay. I had a really good conversation with my dad last night about isolation and seclusion. A person who is isolated from the world, they don't want anybody to know what they're going through. They, they hide it or they try to deal with it in the natural by themselves. You try to deal with it and try to reason with it. What's going on with me? The enemy will try to blind you to make you think there's something wrong with you. So they'll try to isolate themselves because they are uh, the, the spirit of uh, embarrassment or guilt or shame or condemnation. I don't want anybody to see me like this. Amen. And what happens is just like he tries to, if you're not careful, he'll try to isolate you because he's trying to make you weak. And he's trying to um, uh, uh, tear you down, take away your joy. Afflictions try to take away your joy and try to take your peace. Okay, but watch this. Then there's another type of, um, and then there's seclusion. Seclusion is what is okay. Because seclusion, even though they're both a place where you're alone, seclusion is where you are saying to God, Lord, I know you have something bigger for me. I know you have something better for me, and I know that there are some things in my life that are separate, not separating me from you because you'll never leave me nor forsake me, but there's some things that are happening in my life that are drawing me not 
to be as close as I would like to be with you. So that's when God says, well, let's examine the situation. And God will examine, He because he examines our hearts. Amen. And he said, okay, and he starts uh, dealing with us, rather it's with unforgiveness, rather it's with bitterness, um, rather it's with a lying mouth, with a, uh, a lying tongue, rather it's uh, um, uh, issues of the heart or things that have happened in your past. He wants our joy to be full. And he wants us to understand that the thief cannot steal you away from him because you love him too much. Amen. So with that time and during that time, what I would say is that love on yourself. Don't condemn yourself. Lord knows that I was condemning myself because I didn't understand what was going on and why was I not. It felt like I wasn't advancing, but actually I was advancing. But it just felt like that. But I was in a process and God was letting me know that my life was going to, and my light was going to be a testimony to other people. But you don't throw in the towel. Never, ever allow the enemy to cause you to throw in the towel. And, and, and find yourself, watch this. This is what I'm going to encourage you to do because this is something that I do. And uh, I, I, I purposely catch myself doing this. So I can do it because what it does, uh, the, uh, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So when I feel the, the heaviness trying to come in and overload me and overtake me, I, it's, it's amazing because we're spiritual beings. The Holy Spirit, because I'm a songwriter as well, the Holy Spirit will put a song in my spirit and to sing to lift that up, to let that come out. It can, it might be your song, might be an old song, it might be a hymno, whatever it is, sing that song. I don't care how it sounds, or maybe it sounds scratchy to somebody else's ears, but it sounds good to God's ear. And what it would do is it channels you in with him. Praise and worship channels you in with God. And supernaturally, soup, I've seen it. In my own life, supernatural, it challenged, uh, channeled you into God and you, it lifts it off. It lifts it off just like that. And you say, well, Pastor Lisa, maybe something. And yes, amen, because we're in this world, but we're not of this world. So we're going to have challenges, but not like the world has. We're going to have difference, uh, differences, but not as the world has, because we have Jesus Christ as our leader. And we know that he will never lead us into a path of destruction. Amen. He'll never, ever lead us into a path of destruction. So uh, I didn't get it. Lord, I just wanted the Lord to just leave me where he wanted to go. And that's exactly what he did. So we will come back on again. I will come back on again. And we'll go more in depth about what praise does and what worship does. And understanding this, that infirmities, weaknesses, uh, um, sorrow, pain, depression. Jesus Christ, watch this. He took on all of that on the cross. If you believe that, okay? If you believe that he died for all of your sins, and this is what I want to teach because this was so amazing when I heard this by T.L. Osborne. He said, what people are not taught is that they're taught that when they give their lives to Christ, they're taught about salvation. 
but they're not taught about that when they gave their life to Christ, then all the, or that he took on all of our unrighteousness and we took on all of his righteousness. We t- he took all the sins. He took all of those things that we had and he clothed us with his righteousness. So we have righteousness through the power of the Holy Ghost. We don't have righteousness in ourselves. We have righteousness in the power of the Holy Ghost. So when you find yourself in that place of, of, of feeling sad or feeling depressed or feeling traumatized, remember that Jesus Christ himself, the living Christ, took all of that upon himself. All your baggage, all your pain, all your strife, all your stress. He took all those things upon himself. Watch this. And you got to believe that. You got to see you you got to see all of that junk on the cross. He took it upon himself on the cross and then he clothed us. Look, he took away our sins. We're dead to sin. And just because he took it in his body, his mighty but he sits at the right hand of the Father, right? And he has clothed us in his righteousness. And with that righteousness is the ability to overcome all manner of sin. All of it. All of it. He took your sickness. He took your arthritis. He took your anxiety. He took your stress. He took your past. He took your present. He took it upon himself and then clothed us in his righteousness. Amen. So remember this. When you find yourself in a situation, a difficult situation, remember to praise God for this is the will of God concerning us. Amen. Give him praise. It might seem really rough. It might seem uh, things might be hard, but you give him praise and you thank him in advance for what it is that he's doing. Amen. Give him praise. Give him thanksgiving. Amen. And let's close with a word of prayer. Amen. Father God, we praise you and we just say thank you right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we praise you. Your word is a lamp unto our feet and your word is a light unto our pathway. Father, we want to say thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus for your strength. We want to thank you, Lord God, for your love. And we just ask you, Father God, in the name of Jesus, That each and every person, Father God, that is on this podcast, that they will find themselves, Lord, drinking the word of God, living the word of God, staying in the peace of the word of God. And Lord, take the joylessness away from them, Lord. And Father God, give your beautiful ashes, O God, in Jesus' name. Thank you for healing, Lord, in their bodies, Father God, in their minds, Father God, in their soul. Help us, Lord God, today to look to the hills from which cometh our help, knowing that all of our help comes from the Lord. So, Father, we praise you and we thank you. And, Lord, I declare and decree that no evil shall befall them or us, neither shall any plague, that's any sickness, that's any disease, that's any trauma, shall come near our our dwelling. For, God, you give your angels charge over us, over us, Lord. Hallelujah. And all thy ways is healing and in health. So, God, we thank you and we praise you, Lord. You do all things well, God. We're going to celebrate you. We're going to praise you. We're going to walk worthy of the vocation wherewith we've been called by Christ Jesus.
And if there is one person, Lord, that does not know you in the power of your resurrection, in the power of what you did on the cross and are not saved, we pray now, Father God, in Jesus' name, that you'll draw them by your spirit and give them, Father God, uh, draw them to be one with you, to be one with you, not only just for, for eternity, but down here on earth. And Lord, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm blessed, God. Well, amen, everybody. I thank God for you all tuning in. Continue to pray for me. And once again, the name of the book is The War in My Mind to the Place of Deliverance by Lisa McIntosh. That's L-I-S-A. McIntosh, M-C-I-N-T-O-S-H. And feel free, feel free that if you want to bless the ministry, uh, and uh, be a partnership with the ministry, or you just want to bless the ministry for my further works, uh, you can also, amen, you can cash up, and that's uh, the dollar sign, and that's Lady Zion. That's L-A, capital L-A-D-Y-Z-I-O-N. May God bless you, and may God keep you. And remember this, that you are, and I am, a victor, and we're victorious in Jesus' name. Amen, and bless God.